The Boston Bruins signed Jack Stadnika to a two-year contract extension on Saturday. The first year is two-way in nature, and it begs the question, who exactly is playing center for the Bruins in 2022-23? Going to talk about that and more on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be as well as take a look around the NHL. Thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day every day. Podcast is free and available on all platforms as well as on YouTube. So please do smash that subscribe button on your podcast app and the YouTube channel so that you never miss a thing. The YouTube channel is chock full of bonus clips as well on all your latest Bruins breaking news. If you are on social media, you can find the podcast at Locked NHL Bruins, and you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I hope you all had a great weekend. I returned from vacation in Montreal late last week and posted an episode on Friday talking about John Gruden and his desire to be an assistant coach with the Bruins and how that is all fitting together. You two people can see me rocking the Expos shirt today. Condolences to you Red Sox fans who had a rough weekend with the visiting Toronto Blue Jays. In town. As that was happening, the Bruins announced a new contract for restricted free agent forward Jack Stadnika. The team signed Stadnika to a two year contract with an annual NHL cap hit of six hundred sorry, seven hundred and sixty two thousand five hundred dollars. It's a two way deal for the twenty twenty three season and a one-way deal for the 2023-24 season. Now, there's a couple things to note about this contract. Again, two years, $1.525 million at the NHL level. What's interesting is that you, if you look at his cap-friendly page, you see his minor league salary. So if you were to play... In the AHL, his salary is $200,000. That is almost equal to what he's made total in the AHL over the past three seasons, where he was making $70,000 per season at the AHL level. So while there's no assurance that he will make his uh, NHL salary this season, the Bruins, in a way, taking care of Stadnika by paying him 
$200,000 if he were to play at the AHL level. So that's very interesting. Um, I'm not exactly sure if Studnika is waiver exempt. I believe he would have to pass through waivers in order to be sent to the AHL. So that is a factor as well. Just looking up here on uh, Cap Friendly. Let's give that a quick search. Jack Stanika. Uh, I don't believe he is waiver exempt. Uh, you have to play. Let's see here. You're exempt for five seasons. And under 150 games. So perhaps he is. Uh, waiver exempt as he has only played 37 games and his NHL contract kicked in three years ago um, so I guess that gives us an indication that he is indeed waiver exempt uh, I'll get clarification on that at some point anyways what we do know is that he will um, be paid handsomely at the AHL level should he indeed be sent down. Now, Stanika, 23, he appeared in 15 NHL games for the Bruins last season. Three assists total. In 41 games with the Providence Bruins, he had 10 goals, 25 assists, for 35 points so almost a point per game player at the AHL level um, of course he was selected in the 2017 NHL entry draft second round 53rd overall uh, that year so that's very interesting um, just going back to the waiver question Looking at the Boston Bruins, waiver-exempt players. And uh, let's go down here to the S's. Studnika, I do not believe, is waiver-exempt. So he would have to be passed through waivers in order to be assigned to the AHL level. And if that were to happen, then he will make $200,000. So that begs the question, who will be playing center for the Boston Bruins come opening night? We're going to talk about that in a moment, but first a quick word about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and golf. BetOnline is the top online resource for all your sports wagering information, from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today at BetOnline where the game starts. 
So we have established that Jack Stanika has signed a two-year contract extension with the Bruins. The first year is two-way in nature. The other is a one-way contract. If he is sent down to the AHL, he'll make $200,000. So the Bruins giving him some assurance that even if he's not getting NHL playing time, he'll get paid better than he did in previous years in the AHL. But he's not waiver-exempt, meaning he would have to be put on the waiver wire in order to be reassigned. Could be snagged on the waiver wire. So, Stanika, center, who has played some wing in the past. And it leads us to ask who exactly will be playing center for the Bruins next season. Right now, they have, uh, or they can put together a full roster. And they have 4.75, 4.76 million in cap space. The hope, of course, is that they will sign Patrice Bergeron, David Krejci, two contracts, most likely bonus-laden deals, but they're probably looking to shed some salary in order to avoid those overage uh, hits on next season's cap. If you give guys a low base salary with performance bonuses, then those bonuses are paid the next year and go against the cap. As of right now, Boston's center depth would be Charlie Coyle playing on the first line. You would have, I would imagine, Jack Stanika playing on the second line. Thomas Nosick on the third line. And then Trent Frederick on the fourth line. That's without having signed Pavel Zaka, who can play center. Ideally, I think they would want him on the left side in the absence of Brad Marchand. But those are your surefire centers at the moment. Coyle, Stadnika, Nosik, Frederick. Not ideal by any stretch of the imagination. The Bruins need to shed some cap space and need to get at least Bergeron, ideally Bergeron and Krejci signed. The best place for that cap to be shed is on the blue line where their fifth and sixth defensemen are making $3 million, 3.6% of the cap each for your fifth and sixth highest paid defensemen, Derek Forbort and Mike Riley. So that needs to change. Riley, of course, along with Grizzlick, injured to begin the season. So that perhaps is hurting any possible trades that could take place. So... Kind of dire at the moment when you look at Boston's depth chart and their 
uh, yeah, their situation heading into opening night with the current uh, roster of players. But, of course, we're all holding out hope that Bergeron and Krejci will be signed uh, pretty soon. Having said that, it was interesting yesterday. It was Patrice Bergeron's 37th birthday. And the Bruins put out a happy birthday Bergie tweet video with a very grizzled looking Bergeron with him in uniform. And you can see uh, the left side of the C. Now, do teams generally wish a happy birthday to unrestricted free agents? Not really. And so that seems to be a good sign that Bergeron will indeed be back in the fold. Looking at Cat Friendly's page, they have Coyle, Zaka, Nosik, Steen as Boston's centers with uh, Frederick on the fourth line, uh, Stonika, the third line right winger. So you can mix things up a little bit. Zaka, of course, still remains uh, restricted free agent, scheduled for arbitration on August 11th. However, that could change as Steve Conroy of the Boston Herald tweeted on Sunday that he had been in touch with uh, Zaka's agent, Darren Ferris, who texted the Herald that a new deal for Zaka should be completed in short order. Lots going on. That was on Saturday. We're here Monday morning. Still nothing official. Uh, but maybe we'll get some clarity on that at some point this week. So there's a lot of moving pieces here for the Boston Bruins. They need a new deal for Zaka. David Pasternak still eligible to sign a contract extension. Uh, we saw Matthew Kachuk get, uh, what, 9.5 million from the Florida Panthers in a surprise late night deal between the Calgary Flames and Florida Panthers on Friday. Uh, is that a comparable for Pasternak? Maybe. Pasternak's a bit older, more prolific goal scorer. Matthew Kachuk coming off a 100-point season. We're going to talk about that trade here in a moment and what it means for the Atlantic Division. Uh, but again, they need to get a Pasternak extension. Zaka resigned. Uh, they need to get ideally some space shed in order to sign Bergeron at the very least. Krejci, you know, there's reports that he's going to sign a contract, but nothing official as of yet, of course. Keep it locked, too locked on Boston Ruins for all the latest when it comes to potential signings, trades, and the like. And like I mentioned off the top, the YouTube channel is where you want to go for breaking news clips. I'll be sure to post those on there for sure. Thank you so much again for making Locked on Bruins your first listen every day. 
Now make your second listen the Locked On NHL podcast. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world with the Locked On NHL podcast, your daily 30-minute NHL show. So like I mentioned, Matthew Kachuk sent to the Florida Panthers on Friday in a deal involving Jonathan Huberto. Uh, I believe it's, you know, it's very rare that you see 100-point players traded for one another. The Flames get the added bonus of receiving Mackenzie Weger, who jumps to the top of their defensive depth chart. Now, the trick here is that Kachuk signed long-term with the Panthers. Huberto and Weger can be unrestricted free agents at the end of this coming season. So there's no assurances for the Flames that they'll have these two guys long-term. In the short term this season, they get the better end of the deal, in my estimation. And if Huberto and Weger aren't going to sign, they can also flip them at the trade deadline and get some pretty good assets. So in terms of dealing from a position of relative weakness, everybody knew Kachuk wasn't going to sign long-term. Everybody knew that he was going to be traded. Brad Living, GM there, doing very well to get um, high-end assets in return. And again, if... Even if they're not going to stay, he can flip them at the deadline. Overall, I think it makes the Panthers a bit weaker, uh, which is good news for Atlantic Division teams. Uh, they do get Kachuk for Huberto, which kind of balances out, but you're losing Uyghur, who is a very good defenseman for them, arguably their best, especially when Aaron Ekblad was out with an injury. So good news for the Bruins there. Going to take a look later this week at the Atlantic division, what those teams have done so far and how the Bruins stack up with the Senators improving, Red Wings arguably improving, changes in Toronto, Tampa. Going to do like a summer um, Atlantic division power rankings just to see where exactly things fit at the current moment. That's it for this episode of Locked On Boston Bruins, my friends. I hope you all had a great weekend, despite the Red Sox stumbles. Um, And uh, what did we do? Went and saw Thor, Love and Thunder, on Friday, which I highly recommend. I liked it a lot better than Doctor Strange. And, of course, uh, actually, I burned through Squid Game over the weekend as well. I had never seen that. Uh, Surprisingly emotional watching that. There was a lot of good character development storylines, and I really did enjoy watching that despite the very traumatic (laughs) scenes involved. Going to catch up on Westworld today, and I'm going through a rewatch of Silicon Valley as well, which is always hilarious. This week, we're going to have five episodes. I'm hoping to get a pretty prominent guest on the podcast when it comes to recent Bruins news. Uh, So keep an eye on that. 
And then once the calendar turns to August, we're going to do three episodes per week. Uh, So, yeah, keep it locked all week long on the Locked on Boston Bruins podcast for all the latest on the black and gold. Hopefully we get some big news in terms of the center depth and resolving this lingering Krejci Bergeron situation. Thanks so much for tuning in, friends. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.